0: I'm Jillian, I play November the Stitch, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm
1: Jory, I play Shayna, the pilot, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli, I play Clara, the mechanic, and it's good to be here.
2: Hello, I'm Jordan, I play Leo Vance, the scoundrel, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse, and I'm the GM to the
3: stars, because we're in space, get it? Welcome to Many Realms. acid rain of Poe, drums on the tin roofs of street food stalls, titanium-paneled umbrellas, and the replo-dipped overcoats of its denizens who hurry with their gas masks bowed along its streets. The city is overbuilt, cramped, rust stains spilling like old blood from its gutters. The air is humid and sour. In the crowd, among a score of black and gray umbrellas, A shade of navy blue stands out as though it were neon yellow. This is your target. Shayna, you're the closest to the bounty in question. A runner for Cobalt Syndicate named Maddox. Where are you? What are you doing?
4: We're back in a market with stalls and stuff. Um, Yeah, but
3: it's more like this one's grosser.
4: This one's a gross market as opposed to the ungross markets of the past. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think I'm I'm at a stall like... Yes, I'm keeping an eye on the target from where I am. And are we trying to... What are we trying to do?
3: Maddox has stolen a uh, data disk, and you've been hired to recover it. You've okay. tracked them down to the city of Poe on Indri, uh, to this acid, rainy, disgusting city, and uh, you're hoping to get them back before the hightail it out of town.
4: <sighs> Could I go distract the target while our resident pickpockets pockets a pick?
3: What's your... A a pack of fickle
4: peppers?
3: (laughs) What's your distraction, Shayna?
4: I think I find an opportune spot, trip, and knock over cans that knock over, like, a shelf that knocks over some fish tanks. And then that spills water in front of the guy.
3: You're upending a whole... (laughs) Um, I'm going to ask you to roll for that using (laughs) abilities.
4: What, is that not just a thing I can do?
3: Do you have... um... Do you have goofy? Do you have goofy movie bullshit on your sheet?
0: Yeah, can yes. we actually take that as an advancement?
3: Next we can. Time? Eventually, we'll get. Because um, we spend so much time in clustered street markets, eventually we'll get. Um,
0: it's just called my cabbages. Yeah.
3: I'm writing custom kind of for this game immediately. Uh, I would give this a scramble, maybe.
4: I got double ones. Woo! Love
3: How fun! It. Okay, Shayna, you make your way to the side of the street and you attempt to start a diversion to get Maddox's attention and slow him down, but, uh, instead you, uh, how about a little, a little heisty twist? You're going in and you've got eyes on the target, maybe even down into your holly, tucked into your neck. You say you've got eyes on Maddox and then you feel, uh, the hand on the back of your neck. You didn't know there was a second. Uh, runner for the Cobalt Syndicate mm-hmm. in the city of Pellamatics as a partner, and that partner spinning you around, coming face to face with his right hook. Cool, Leo. Where are you?
2: Rooftops. Yeah, I'm hanging out with some uh, older lady playing like checkers, and she has a bunch of like messenger birds there that she takes care of, and we've just been talking about you know life at large as I'm as I'm like half half listening, half watching. I don't know if I see all of this transpire. Maybe stories in like a blind spot but i certainly see i hear this message and i don't see anything happening
3: yeah (laughs) magdalena and her her acid pigeons of poe uh rule the rooftops of this neighborhood my my new oc (laughs) um what do you do when you hear this message but don't see a matching visual
2: uh i lose let's you know uh we have, I'm just granny. Granny, boom. Magdalena. Does, it, does like, you know, hops over like three or four of mine and I'm kind of like, I've lost this game uh, and uh, I, I stand up, I thank her for a time and uh, I just hop over the railing uh, into let's let's do let's if we're doing cinematic there's a garbage thing below that I'm falling into. <laughs> Just throw yourself off the roof. Yep. <laughs> it's a, so it's, yeah, old they. I'm like well good game.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Just wanted to laughs>
3: yeah, like
2: Assassin's Creed pretty much. Yeah, like. <laughs>
1: yeah. is what couple, he famously says. A couple
2: a uh, couple of for birds yeah, flank and me.
1: So he's like. <laughs>
2: A couple of birds flank me on the way down, and they swoop up just as I hit the garbage, and they, I get out, and I'm maybe a little bit like dizzy, but uh, you know, gather myself, and I guess try to get a bearing where Max is. I don't have the perspective now of the roof, so there's a gap of time. Who are you going to on comms? Clara with um, Quincy. You have Quincy with you. Mm,
1: nice, nice, nice,
2: nice. Clara and Quincy.
1: Yeah, Cl- Clara and Quincy and Jeeves. We're a whole squad.
3: Holy shit, you are collecting NPCs at an alarming rate.
1: Like a Pokemon.
3: So
2: what's it look like though? How do you have them all?
1: So if we're doing this like cinematically, you would like pan across the busy market into the dark alley where Clara is like kind of surveying, you know, reading all the marks. I've never pickpocketed someone, but I imagine that's how you do it. Yeah, there's six eyes kind of looking at everything
2: outside maddox need you to guide me there
1: if you say that then claire would beep 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 to jeeves and Jeeves can go up
3: let's say yeah you deploy jeeves who goes all the way up a few feet above your head in the alley he is balancing quincy on his head because quincy can't fly <laughs> quincy's like i'll perform a
5: scan now this is quite exciting
3: And uh, you see the the walls of the cube start to pulse with a gentle light as he sweeps out the few blocks around him and
5: sees who's around. I believe I've identified the agent known as Maddox two blocks north of this location. I hope that's helpful. Is there anything else I can do for you while I'm up here?
1: Yeah, so I guess Clara will tell Jeeves to go, like usually i wouldn't send jeeves on my own on his own but in this case like we're starting to lose sight of the target so jeeves is gonna go float above the crowd maybe like 15 feet far enough that no one could ever like jump up and reach just to and take him and just start like flashing red on his face so that hopefully the team can see that Hmm. red flash
2: we november heading your way and uh and i guess also in not hearing anything from shayna is maybe going to go see what happened.
0: Um yeah, maybe November is like stationed like farther in the market doing your classic like fake reading a
1: newspaper. With the are there holes <laughs> cut out for the eyes? Sure, yeah. Nice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Why would it be a paper newspaper. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah.
1: It's a tablet with holes
4: cut out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not good for it.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
0: Okay, fine. They're on their phone. Mm-hmm. They're fake on their phone. I think, like, big trench coat. Mm-hmm. Like, but cute. It's a cute big trench coat moment. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, umbrella in one hand, Holly in the other.
3: You see Maddox speeding north towards the uh, spaceport on Poe, and uh, Shane is nowhere to be seen, despite the call that Maddox is supposed to get further than this market. It's pretty crowded in here, and there would be a lot of eyes on you if you tackle someone to the ground.
0: Hmm. Well, then I will. I will pursue... I will match speed. I will refrain from tackling for an Why
3: don't you make a skull roll? Nice. One of those
0: is a six. Yeah.
3: You can get as close to Maddox as you want. Um, are you making any calls?
0: Okay. Yeah. November will like, I don't know, maybe grab them by the back of the neck and just like shove them against the nearest wall. Hand it over.
3: Let's cut back to Shayna. Uh, you turn around and saw Maddox's uh, colleague face to face. He's a uh, burly guy with a face that's just a mass of scars on the bottom half. Uh, looks like he lost a boxing match with a blender.
1: <laughs> Damn.
3: Hmm. It's a hard match to lose. You think, right? <laughs> he, he lost a boxing match with Shavy, everyone's favorite <laughs> razor mascot. Uh, that's right. Yeah, and more canonical. He's, he's about to sock you in the face. He's about to. He Actually, does. he socked you in the face. Thanks for reminding me. Uh <laughs> Do you want to resist?
4: Well, how much harm am I looking at? It'll be one harm. Uh, yeah, I'll resist.
3: Okay. Uh, Six. All right. Um, you lurch out of the way, and he slams his fist into the pile of cans you were going to knock over.
4: And then does it happen?
3: <laughs> Maybe three minutes later than it needed to, a bunch of equipment in this uh, market stall line street goes toppling over um you hear a bunch of people cry out uh and uh, a flurry of activity ruptures in the middle of the street people are shoving each other um some people are taking an opportunity here on poe to snatch up any spare uh goods that are lying out on the ground because who's gonna notice who's gonna be able to catch them and uh some shopkeepers not taking that lightly. things are getting a little bit hectic here and uh this guy's up in your ship
4: I'd like to take advantage of the commotion to slip away.
3: Okay, sure. Um, I think I'd ask you for a skull roll. Two. Two? Okay, um, you will try to extricate yourself from this guy but he, uh, he turns and dogs you pretty close and you can feel him behind you swearing and shoving people out of the way, only a couple of feet behind and you catch the concerned eyes of Leo Vance making his way up the street towards you.
2: Leo will come to Clara to back up November. Okay, so Shayna, you're walking towards me and we have noticed that you are walking towards me, okay.
4: And you have noticed the guy.
2: I bark out at him,
4: hey!
3: Locks eyes with you and speeds up his pursuit of Shayna.
2: Uh, Okay, I'll level uh, uh, a blaster pistol that's, like, basically pointed, I guess, at Shan at the time, and we have some eye contact here. Uh, I'll put the the onus on you to tell me kind of what happens next. You're the captain, so you've made the signal. You're the one that makes the plans. I'm just trying to execute it.
4: So I think um, when you raise your uh, blaster at me, I duck
2: and then knowing the signal that she always gives, she only ducks when the blaster is being pointed at her when there is some kind of comically large neon <laughs> sign of like a cowboy man. What? Which I shoot to Why then is- come collapsing in between her and her pursuer.
1: Why is it a cowboy?
2: Have you never seen television or it's always a- <laughs> it's just no, like it it's, it's like it's always like yeah like a neon son has like a cowboy and like the oh, leg like kicks oh, out automatically okay. or something or maybe it's like on a horse and it just goes like this
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> cinematic you- baby
2: cinematic real scrap yeah, you know I just shoot him but no, i think no. i've done that before <laughs> nice is
3: <laughs> that a six yeah A shower of sparks cascade behind you, Shannon. You can feel the heat and the light prickle the back of your neck and the top of your flight suit. And you uh, scooch forward, ducking down beneath this cluster of people. um, And the two of you cut back into the alley, uh, separating yourself from Maddox's goon, who seems to be, at this point, completely overtaken in the tide of people that are getting uh, rough and rowdy on Poe. November, you've asked Maddox to hand over the data disk and Maddox gives you a a grimace like you just fed him a slice of lemon.
1: Like a baby that ate a lemon.
3: (laughs) Like a a stupid, lemon-eating child. You don't wanna mess with Cobalt Syndicate.
0: Well, I'm afraid I do, and I need that disk. So this is me asking nicely.
3: What's gonna happen if I say no?
0: Punch him. (laughs) Okay,
3: Uh, why don't you roll scrap?
0: Okay. I have one of those. Well, this is our cold cinematic open. We're just going to keep taking stress. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For an extra dice. Let's go. Six. Five and a six.
3: Nice. Uh, What do you want to happen here?
0: Uh, I want him to take me Seriously. (laughs) As a threat, capital T.
3: You certainly accomplished that. You sucker punch him in his nose and his head bashes against the corrugated tin of the wall behind him. And you say something badass like...
0: Well, that was me saying please.
3: He reaches into his pocket and he holds up this like shiny little um, PS Vita sized mini disc mm-hmm. for the real gamers in the audience. Um And he, uh, grins through teeth that nose blood is starting to drip onto. And he says, uh, go fetch. And he chucks it down the street into the crowd of the market.
0: Rude. I think I just, like, let him go, like, aggressively. Mm -hmm. He hits the wall again.
3: He charges in the opposite direction towards his face. Go after it. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, as you're making your way back to the market, you see that, uh, a shower of sparks like a block south is streaming out through this like glittery acid rain over a crowd of people that are starting to get really frantic. And you can see that some uh shop owners or people are like poking their heads out of doors because there seems to be quite a hubbub and it's starting to spill over into the main square. Clara, where are you?
1: Clara has been following, I guess, mm-hmm. like trying to catch up. So after a couple seconds, minutes, couple seconds, Clara will finally catch up to November. Did you get it? Yeah. I did. Uh, looks like we've got trouble following us.
5: It seems as though several hegemony guard have been dispatched to the main square of Poe in order to quell this civil disobedience. And I suggest we exit the area as quickly as we possibly can.
0: Yeah, on comes. Captain? It was, it, we, got
4: the, we got the disc? Yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, Oksana, can you come pick us up, please? I cannot fly into the square. Can you make it to the port? Can I make it to the port?
3: yeah the the square is now frothing with people. I think you know some people started stealing other people started uh calling the cops and saw people stealing the market owners got upset and then a big neon sign crashed down onto someone's stall so it's kind of becoming a scene of chaos and I think the the rougher element of Poe is just taking advantage of any kind of uh disruption like this as they're want to do. Clara and November are pretty much like a a block up from the port so they can get there on foot they're in, ahead of the crowd, but Shayna and Leo are kind of Behind the mm-hmm. worst of this um, mob activity, so really, Shayna and Leo need to figure out a way to uh, make it back,
2: and it better be cool. I think we'd have to go through the buildings, like uh, like mm-hmm. how it was originally there. Like, yeah, and like you know, go through like one random apartment building, be like, "Oops, sorry, 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 don't mind me, sorry."
1: Somebody is on their headphones, so they don't notice us. Somebody else is cooking tacos in the kitchen, and they're yeah. like yelling.
2: Let's do
3: one uh, final scramble roll from Shana, Shana and Leo.
2: I just will hopefully just fail. I didn't.
3: Oh, it's impossible to turn this down. so so
2: hard for you.
1: Five.
3: Shayna, you're trying to figure out how to get through this crowd, and maybe Leo reminds you that the best way out is up. He gives you a boost on your foot on top of this dumpster. You manage to climb up to a first story window ledge and then shimmy up a drain pipe to a third floor hallway uh, where the window has been cracked open. You two hustle in. There's like a cleaner who has their headphones on that is Great. just like mopping this floor that you you shove past. I mean, you're covered in like dirt and like smoldering neon sparks. <laughs> um, at the end of the hallway, there is a fair leap to uh, a even height rooftop that has a clear view of the spaceport and a fire escape heading down. Uh, Leo, you kind of flex your knees a little bit and then just take that leap. Parkour, manage to land on the other side, tuck and roll avoid taking too much uh, repetitive strain injury on your knees. Um, Shayna tries to make that same leap, but she can't quite catch on that five. She's dangling a little bit. Uh, Leo, you pull yourself back down over and try to grab one arm, but
2: I let go and drop her and I'm the captain now. (laughs) Yes!
4: I was going to say I'm just really strong and I'm able to do a pull up.
2: Can Shana do pull-ups?
3: Probably. She's in the military. Yeah,
1: Shana could do a pull-up. Shane yeah. could do one pull-up for sure.
3: Shana, you do your one pull-up for the day. <laughs> and uh, Leo kind of helps secure you over onto the roof. You're looking down over the market square. Um, Jeeves' pulsing red beacon catches your eye, and a few feet away from him, you see Clara and November scanning the skies looking for you.
4: Hop down, catch up with November and Clara, look to November, you got it. hold it up make our way the rest of the way to the port.
3: As hegemony troopers flood into the square and start sealing off the various streets, uh, closing things down, the four of you, plus Jeeves and Quincy, of course, manage to slip out of the north end moments before it closes to the spaceport and onto the Houndstooth where Oksana has laid out a nice warm pot of tea and some cups for everyone. So, how did it go?
0: Well, we were successful this time and, uh, you know, made it out before the cops shut it all down. Claire starts chugging tea. I'm
1: thirsty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the houndstooth makes its way out of Poe after another job well done. We are going to drop the disc off to our uh, our agent. But is there any stuff on the ship? How are we feeling? Do there any like, beats we want to hit?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, Leo's taking drugs now. Um... Leo's
2: on drugs? <laughs> yes, I am taking drugs. Get over it, okay?
0: Buy yourself. It's not a phase. So I think November is curious as to, like, if it's working, how you been feeling with the, with the Viacel? I'm
2: going to say not good. It's counteracting this thing that's, like, basically hooked into my nerves and, like, trying to restructure and repress my body to some degree. I imagine it doesn't really feel great. <laughs> it's probably very draining. Uh, so, yeah, not good.
0: Well, is this an improvement? Are you staying conscious?
2: Yeah, no, uh, I can tell it's doing good. Um, Tastes awful, but it works. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I know, kind of like a weird life support kind of thing, but I appreciate you taking it.
2: Getting easy to get used to, I guess, just part of the process. And I want to tell you that, you know, you don't, I appreciate how much you worry, but Rest assured, I promise you that if anything starts feeling off, you'll be the first to know.
0: Well, I don't think you'll ever be able to convince me not to worry.
2: Yeah, I didn't think so. (laughs) I do appreciate it, nonetheless, though.
0: Of course. I wouldn't let anything happen to you.
3: Shayna, you are on the Bridge of the Houndstooth making your rendezvous. You're about a half an hour out from meeting uh, Hector on his ship when Clara knocks on the door She comes bearing cubes, or a cube. Hey! You
5: requested my presence uh, aboard the bridge, Captain?
1: Uh, yeah, um, I was gonna say take a seat. And that Clara can take a seat. Clara takes a seat, and Quincy is in my lap. Alright, so,
4: Quincy, when you first came onto the ship, you talked to us about essentially gaining your trust. You weren't sure about us, and you were saying that if we do anything across you anyway, you are gonna call Koyama. And we also talked about giving you access to the controls of the ship. And I hope you understand that I can't have those two things existing at the same time. I talked to Claire about this, and what we've decided is we want to give you access to the ship, but I don't trust you quite yet. I'm the captain, you'll be my co pilot. In any situation, you would have to defer to me before making decisions. Um, We're going to build that in until we know we can trust you.
5: Captain Silver, I think that's entirely understandable. To speak candidly, if I may, this period aboard the ship these last few weeks have been incredibly elucidating for me. Please understand, when I was created... I was focused entirely on piloting my specially designed ship to the best of my ability to win races and promote my design across Koyama's vast target of marketing demographics. And now that I've seen a little bit more of what's going on in Procyon sector, uh, I'm excited for the opportunity to serve and work alongside you. Especially with the conversations I've had with Mr. Vance, I'm increasingly concerned It's difficult for me to imagine that Koyama Solutions does not want me to be the ultimate piloting AI system. That's the only thought that was given to me upon my creation and everything else has been an extension or an augmentation of that idea. Now, I feel a little bit adrift, especially without my custom velvet-lined cradle. I really, it's really annoying to not have that. But there's a freedom in it that I enjoy. And I can understand, I think, why you value so much your freedom here in the sector, Captain. So I thank you for the amount of trust you are instilling with me. And I'll do my best not to abuse it. At this point, I have no intention of alerting Koyama solutions to my presence here, although I hope in the future we can take a look at Mr. Vance's augmentations. I'm worried about his condition, especially since he is the one who delivered me to this this newfound freedom.
1: Clara says, Shayna, I want to make it clear. When both of you are comfortable, we will cut Quincy's ability to contact Koyama Solutions in any way, but in return, you have to give it the ability to completely pilot, completely chart courses, and interface with Leo's systems. When I'm comfortable,
4: I appreciate what you have to say, Quincy, and that does make me feel a little better, but I'm not there yet. You know, having someone else pilot my ship at all, besides Oksana. It gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit.
5: Customers, people have very close relationships with their starships. I know that more than anyone. I was designed to be the perfect supplement for captains running long-haul freights across the sector or for large cruise ships that need a consistency in their routes. And I know that it's not my place to uh, completely impugn upon the relationship you have with the Houndstooth, which is a fine and lovely ship, I must say.
4: (laughs) Great. So you agree to these terms, and Clara, I promise you, unless something goes completely awry, we'll take off the training wheel, so to speak. And Quincy, I hope you understand. Um, Even then, I still have final say on any decision.
5: You're the captain.
1: Clara pats Quincy... On his little cube head. It says, don't worry, this is just temporary.
3: Okay, then it's time to meet with uh, Hector on his ship and figure out what this whole shit was about. You dock with this ship that is, um, some would call it beautiful, others phenomenally tacky. Hmm. Every panel and spare loop or railing on the exterior of this ship is just kitted out with all kinds of crazy flashing lights, uh, panels of old LED advertisements super glued onto the top. It looks like a a flying junk shop exploded inside out and is just kind of lazily drifting through space paper lanterns when you open the airlock just kind of like float about in in Hector's pad because that's the vibe he likes and when you step inside you are navigating through these narrow kind of giant flea market corridors with spare urbot parts crazy light installations glowing statuary that seem to move when you're not looking until you arrive to Hector's little nexus in the very heart of the ship He is sitting in a spinny chair and he just has 360 degree monitors in a circle all around him. Ultimate Gamer Girl. He's wearing his cat girl headphones. (laughs) No. Um, Hector has what scientists call Big Grandpa Energy. Um, He's got bald and gray hair that's pulled back in a long ponytail. An oversized suede vest. um, Little like half moon glasses that his eyes kind of crinkle over when he looks down to speak to you. He's uh, a sweet, sometimes kind of sassy old man, although you get the sense when you speak to him that he does have a long and storied history in Procyon Sector. And uh, he's here to get back his data disc.
1: A. Automatically, Eli's most favorite NPC of all time. I love Hector already. I love him so much. You've just hit all the points that I love. I love Hector. (laughs) Grandpa. Grandpa's like, like, like trash grandpa. Trash
0: grandpa.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, B, I also think Clara herself is enamored with this space because it's like semi nostalgic of home, but with all the cool shit that you would find in a trash heap.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It's like home slash dump.
1: Well, home is a dump. Home, home dump home. Oh. <laughs> dump sweet dump. <laughs>
3: uh,. When you enter Hector's inner sanctum, the chair floats down, and he spins around, lazy, and smiles at the four of you. He says, uh, "Hey, Captain Silver.
4: Good afternoon, Hector. How's
1: it going?
3: Well, I'm doing okay here. You brought the whole crew, is my little lady here?
1: Did you get a new screen? This one looks different.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's 9K. <laughs> it's 15K. Whoa. We have so many now." I mean, have always had. Cool. Now, let's get to business. I uh, was asking after my data disk. I hope you haven't disappointed Hector.
2: Uh, yeah, we have right here, as agreed. Uh, 70 credits, right? That was- <laughs> Well,
3: no. <laughs> He <laughs> Leah's really pissed. Why are you getting anything? Um, Hector takes the data disc from you, Leo, with a toothy smile and flies up and pops it into the disc drives on one of the monitors and information starts flashing around. But he leaves it for a second to play and he sinks back down and starts rummaging through uh, a pile of junk next to where you, November, are like playing with this weird glowy balloon that just like floats around your head. He uh, sticks uh, an arm into a random like bucket of junk on a shelf by your head and he pulls out these two small uh, crystalline spheres and he says, uh, two premium ion cells. Uh, hey, a little lady. He hands you the two ion cells that you need to finish constructing your hack gun, Clara, that you've been working on. Yes. Are you going to show me your schematics now?
1: Clara will show the schematics, not just because she likes Hector, but people don't ask her to show off show off enough.
3: Yeah, he's uh, he's super invested in what you have to show him, um, which gives me a chance to describe the hack gun that you've just built that I started okay. out off mic. Um, so you wanted to create a hack gun that um, you could use to be more present in uh, conflict that might, like, disable weapons. Yeah. Um, so we have a hack gun. To use it, you get to roll hack as opposed to, like, scraps. It's a little more beneficial for Clara. Um, it's, of course, only going to work on characters that have, like contemporary, you know, electronic or otherwise powered weapons, not like an axe or like a flint block pistol.
1: My weakness.
3: Yeah. Pistol. When you go to the pirate spaceship, <laughs> you're going to be in real shit. Um I we're going to say here on a 6 plus um you will disable a single target's weapons for the duration of an entire scene or a, a larger group's weapons for a like a beat of a scene. It's like a kind of moment thing. Um, I'm going to say mechanically that if you disable weapons while someone else is engaged in like a firefight or something with someone, that will be the equivalent of you giving them an assist die without you having to take stress. Um, so that's the that's the result of the hack gun. Um, on a four to five, that mixed success, you can disable a single target's weapons for a beat, basically just enough to give someone that free die. Uh, and on a fail, of course, it will fail to disable. Um, for a mixed success or a failure, we might look at outcomes like the person might notice you hacking their gun and turn their attention to you. Um, the weapon itself could malfunction on a fail, um, either temporarily or something more serious, depending on the consequence. Uh, or potentially, depending on how we feel or what's appropriate in the scene, uh, you might draw heat from this like unusual custom weapon that's getting flashed around in certain circles in the sector. Uh, do you have a name for it?
1: No. No one got a name? I, don't, I want to ask Hector for a name.
3: Well, that's not really fair because <laughs> it's your gun. <laughs> I think you should name it. And I, if I had wanted to name it, would have. Why don't you call it the Hackomatic 500? No. Um...
1: I'm going to call it the Hector.
3: <laughs> the Hector.
1: The Hector. The Hector.
3: <laughs> that's funny. She's funny.
1: Hi. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. So you've got the uh, Hector Mark 1 now in your inventory. Awesome. Nice. Um, It will definitely take at least one box of load when you're on a mission also. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: At this point, what's happening? So he's given you your uh, premium ion cells, Clara, so you can finish building this gun on your downtime and you have the Hector ready to go. Uh, He's quite approving of your schematics, but... As you're discussing this with him, you notice his eyebrow cock and his ear twitch. Something on the ring of screens above you is catching his attention. He pulls up a holographic screen on one arm and starts taking notes frantically. And he looks down at you and he says, uh, Hey, Captain Silver, I appreciated uh, how good you were on this job. Are you looking for more work?
4: What's the deal, Hector? What's going on?
3: He uh, directs your attention to one of the screens, pauses, rewinds, plays back. It's a uh, waveform Cobalt Syndicate stole this chip, but it looks like they were using it on their own time as they were transporting it. We've got a little bit of juice here. Um, and it's like a voice memo that someone has left on this data drive. Uh, and it says... Um,
5: We've tracked down the source of the invitation. Uh, and we believe we'll be able to
3: gain entry to Governor
5: Varma's dressing room uh, pretty easily. The floor should be safe for uh, extraction.
1: I want a floor.
3: He, he starts scraping the rest of the data disk and he says... Uh, yeah, she's a uh, she's the governor of Baftoma, isn't she?
1: Baftoma. Mm, yeah, she is. Second re-election.
3: I mean, you can sell that floorb for a pretty penny. At least eight credits, maybe ten. if You find the right buyer.
4: So, do you want us to retrieve the floorb for you?
3: Consider this a uh, a free tip from me to you, because I don't need this memo on this disc, and uh, I appreciate you getting it back for me. And you know, I realize I didn't pay you in credit, just in the cells, so. If you want to get this floor, looks like uh, Governor Varma's throwing a party in a couple of days. Uh, And a couple of the invites have found their way to the outskirts of Baftoma, Uh, a lady called Starly.
4: What do you think, team? Do you want this floor? Is this time for floating orb or fluid orb?
3: Neither. A floorb is a type of like idol that the precursors were said to worship. So it's not like a functional item, but it's like a super rare, like cultural relic.
1: Okay, Clara... Half chuckles nervously and half I don't think that kind of thing is gonna be on Baftoma.
3: Well, in the governor's manor in Clovis? I think you could find a a couple of pretty piece or two.
1: Clovis? Clovis is kind of a a shithole, but, but like compared to other cities and other planets, but Clara is kind of like weirdly weird about it. I don't know. Clovis, fancy.
3: You all notice Clara being so weird about this.
1: What, you got yourself a reputation over there or what? No, just Clovis. I don't think I'd ever step foot in Clovis. I don't think any of you ever would. What do we know about Clovis?
3: (laughs) Well, Clara's obsessed with it. Um, Clovis is the capital city of Baftoma. Baftoma is a large moon that is closer to the, the central core end of Procyon Sector, so it's a bit more... Um, linked to like strong hegemony presence, mm. but when Procyon sector was first established, it was designated as pretty much like a waste processing site. So, outside of the walled city of Clovis, the majority of the moon surface is like a giant dump. Okay. And there's a there's a civilization of like people whose job it is to pick through the trash. Mm-hmm.
1: Where are you from? Is it? That's where you found Jeeves. We know this. You know it's Not where I found Jeeves. Yeah. And you all were there when I said I found him on Baftoma. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. So to recap, uh, Starly is a person on Baftoma mm-hmm. who has found her way into an additional ticket for this governor's party um, and is, was maybe willing to sell it to these uh, cobalt syndicate people, although mm-hmm. they don't seem to have acquired it yet. Um, and the governor has a floor.
2: So we got to get that ticket.
3: Okay. Um, Hector bids you adieu and you head back to the Houndstooth. Um, with uh, a message for Oxana to make course for the moon of Baftoma. Mm-hmm. and probably takes a, a day and a half to get there. Um, and when you arrive after your travel and the moon comes into view, it's uh, it's quite a striking sight even from a distance. I mean, it was clear that when you look at it in, in the in the void of space at the top, these, um, huge sort of gridded sections were carved out to try to organize like the waste dumping that was happening maybe in some you know previous attempt to preserve some element of this planet for somebody and then as you go down from the top where it's neat and orderly it just becomes this medium static gray. Baptoma is a wasteland entirely. The, the few lakes and small oceans are tinged with the sickly brownish green undercurrent. And um, what's Clara's reaction seeing Baftoma?
1: Clara was weird at first, but I think it's more like surprised to hear Baftoma in this new context of her life. Mm-hmm. But Clara loves Baftoma. It's still kind of home.
3: <sighs> Dig that Baftoma smell.
1: <sighs> yeah. So she like <sighs> inhales all that garbagey garbage and says, I missed this shithole.
2: And points to a hole in the ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this one.
2: There are many like it. <laughs> but
1: this, this one's one mine.
2: mine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh Starly lives in Sect two in Baftoma, which used to be Sector Two. Um, when sector still mattered. And um there's not really a ton of like cleared space for ports, just areas where the layer of junk on the planet's surface is thinner. You Crunched down onto the surface of Bathoma, and when you open the door and head down the stairs, yeah, the smell hits you, and the the humidity and the the acrid tang to the air, um, which again, Clara is just soaking up. Yeah,
4: Ooh, Do we want to try and figure out, like, suss out what Starly is about before we rob, or do we want to go straight to stealing?
0: Recon is good. Love to love to talk. Before we steal, if possible. Okay.
3: Yeah, you head into the city. It's very um, welcome to Junkatown town vibes. Uh, and this big uh, shanty building in the center of town is a uh, kind of like a, a beer hall, but also like a social club. Seems like the place where everyone's gathering, it's probably mid-afternoon. People work here, you know, virtually around the clock in differing shifts. So there's a late night crowd that's just kind of um, snoozing into their mugs of like watery, watery beer and um, flies buzz in the air as you push this like half hinged door open in the dim light of this bar.
1: Remember thinking this place was fancier.
3: The bartender at the counter slides you these four clay cups that have this uh this watery ale in them. Clara, do you know anyone here?
1: Like maybe uh one of the teenage boys that like, cause trouble. I'm a teenager now. Yeah. They're in the bar drinking.
3: Yeah, Dagan, who is a trash picker who's now like nineteen or twenty, uh, is wearing the kind of like heavy protective like rubber sleeved garment that keeps most of the trash juice off but you see his like sandy blonde hair poking out from under the hood
1: yeah clara will sit down next to Dagan without telling you guys you you don't even really know if she's from here or not but she'll sit down anyway
3: he uh he takes a drink he spins and looks at you and he almost he he spits the ale in your face he does a classic spit take it's like what the fuck are you doing here
1: i kind of yank his hood off of his hair jokingly, and I'm like, I'm back, loser.
3: (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ, space Jesus Christ, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I ever thought you'd set foot here again. I thought you swore you'd never come back.
1: I don't know why everyone says that. I never said that. People put things in my mouth. I never said I wouldn't come back.
3: What are you doing here, then? Looking for more things to put in your mouth.
1: Okay. And she punches him in the arm. (laughs) I'm looking for someone named Starly.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know him.
3: Everyone knows Stally.
1: What does that mean?
3: She pretty much took over Sec Two when you were gone.
1: Bigger deal than I thought.
3: She's a big name here now.
1: Clara says, "This is Deegan," and uh, takes Leo's ale and gives it to him for the information.
2: He mildly protests by raising an eyebrow. Appreciate it, mate. mate's thirsty
3: work out there. <laughs> I'm sure you'll you'll believe it. Scrapping every day.
0: A hard life can find
4: you anywhere.
3: Yeah, that's true enough.
4: Degan? Don't Di- Di-
3: Please don't make fun of my accent.
4: <laughs> I think it's Dagon. Dagan? Do you have any
1: fun stories about Clara from when she was a kid? No. Oh, let me tell None. You.
3: This one's so funny.
1: puts her sleeves in front of his mouth.
3: <laughs> stop it, stop it. When she was nice, she found a. Uh, a busted airbot in the trash one day. No one knew where she found it. She had a little, fast little fingers, quick little eyes. And uh, it was still half active. The battery cell wasn't completely uh, detained. And when she went to dig it up, it flung to life in her face. And it, it scared her so bad, she fell down an entire pile of trash. Started a huge <laughs> avalanche. Almost took out Sec 2, if you believe some people. She's a bit of a menace, wasn't she? But she worked long hours. Yeah, she was, she was doing her best, trying to pick through trash. Feet of fam. I can see
1: little nine-year-old
3: Clara being a bit of a menace.
1: He, you're focusing on the wrong thing. He said, I worked very hard and I took care of my family.
3: She's a good girl. She's probably doing well for you on your ship.
1: Absolutely. We're lucky to have her.
3: What do you want with Stally? Uh,
4: we were told that she has something that we're interested in. We want to make a trade.
0: If we were to make a trade, do you know what kind of things she'd be looking to?
3: Same thing everyone on Bath Dome likes. Uh, treasure, mostly.
2: Do you know your way around this area?
3: <laughs> Fuck you if I don't. I've been raised here all my life.
2: You strike me as someone that has a bit of an adventurous spirit. What do you uh, fancy going on one?
3: Uh, I like to get paid. Just as much as I like adventure, if not more.
1: Dagan, do you know where my parents are?
3: You sure you won't be asking kind of questions like that? Yes. You left, after all. And you said you weren't coming back. It's
1: complicated. I didn't say that. Where are my parents?
3: Your dad's in sec one and your mum's in Clovis.
1: Oh, shit. You help us out with this. And afterwards, you take me to see them. And I'll give you two credits.
3: Yeah, all right, two credits. But only because it's you.
1: She spits in her hand and shakes.
3: I miss your ugly little face. All right, then. He, with both hands, pushes himself out of his trash chair at the bar.
2: Just call it a chair. No, it's not a chair. It's still a chair.
3: It's called world building You
2: do always be like wood chair, steel chair I chair. always
3: do If you if you listen to this, this podcast, you would notice <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever materials make it up is irrelevant It's a chair Okay, Play-Doh
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's a Play-Doh chair
3: uh, My chair isn't a Play-Doh okay. cans of all much weight uh, He stands up roughly from the bar And he turns in The
2: trash know. bar <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead
3: he turns and leads you out of this bar and up this street of the the center of Sectu in Baftoma, and um, there is a uh, a tall uh, house that has two kind of burly looking people out front. They've got the full hoods on and like masks too to to deal with the smell on Baftoma. And Dagan says, "All right, um, we get to see Staly. He kind of playfully shoves one of the guys as he goes in. But they don't stop you. The shanty kind of walls of this building let in little pockets of light through that create this kind of scattered effect across the walls and the floor, which are made of trash, wood, tin, aluminum, fiberboard. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Fiberboard over here. Whoa.
3: (laughs) And uh, you enter Starley's house. She has a, yeah, a dark room. Where she has printed out big um, maps of all of Sectu Two on the wall that are like very lovingly and and closely annotated with trails, paths, uh, recent kind of acquisitions or or noticeable happenings. Um, she is standing at the maps. She is a uh, Korean woman in her mid thirties, kind of chubby cheeks, big round glasses that have um, very kind of like crudely handmade. Uh, panels and screen pop-ups on them. It's not like a smooth single piece of tech. It's something that she's built herself over a couple of years. And uh, short, chopped black hair. She turns around, her arms crossed with rippling kind of tattoo sleeves, and she uh, raises an eyebrow at Dagon as he leads the four of you in, she says. Hello, Dagon. Dagon says, yeah, this is uh, Clara and her friends. They uh, want to talk to you about something, so... That's my job done right, Clara. I'll be over here.
4: Hi, I'm Captain Silver. This is my crew. We have heard you have a few spare tickets to a ball happening up in the city. We were wondering if there's anything we could do for you so that you might want to give us those tickets.
3: You the guys from Cobalt Syndicate?
4: Not quite.
3: Yeah, Maddox never showed up. Well, that's all right. Let's make a deal. I'll give you the invitation for six credits.
4: Our friend Dagan made it clear that we could maybe come up with some other deal, is that there are artifacts that I, we could get in the uh, the edges of sect two.
3: Oh, you treasure hunters, are you?
4: We can be. I'm the best pilot you're gonna see in some time. Leo here has three scrap.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's he's wearing his Ask Me About My Three Scrap t-shirt. Yeah,
2: never let me destroy It's pay for itself so many times over. Mm -hmm.
4: Clara is an experienced treasure hunter. She's found some pretty rad stuff on this planet, as far as I know. She
1: flies around in a circle around me and says, Found my best friend right here on Baftoma. And of course, we have the best doctor you're going to see in some
4: time, too. But... Hopefully we don't need her. Um, mm. This
3: is a great sway roll.
4: Uh, four.
3: All right. Uh, I like your uh, moxie, Captain Silver. Listen here. Object. There's a derelict object on the eastern section of Sec-2. Uh, it's a hegemony ship. They dropped it off there uh, fairly recently and quite quietly. Uh, it seems to be completely sealed from what we could tell from exterior scans, but it's an area uh, known to be pretty unstable. And uh, I've had my eye on it for quite some time, so I'll tell you what. Get on that ship, get inside, take anything valuable. I'll even, you know, maybe think about sharing you something if there's anything I can't use. But uh, any info, intel, or artifacts from that ship back in my possession by the end of the day, uh, tickets yours. Sound good?
4: Yeah, you got it.
3: can I tell you something. I lied about Cobalt Syndicate not having been here yet. I already sent them out two hours ago, so the clock's ticking. Bye!
4: Cool, let's go. Gotta prove that I'm the best pilot thing I just said.
3: I think that's your mixed result.
4: That's cool. That's fun. I love a race.
3: Yeah. Um, you guys speed out of Starly's, uh, Starly's home and Dagan says, so we, we're going then. Am I going to go on the ship? Yes. Cool. I don't want to shoot anybody. Are they going to shoot us? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, shit. Clara, how do you not get shot?
1: She uh, puts a blaster in his hand and says, you sure first. Okay, yeah. fuck. All right.
2: And if you don't, we'll kill you. Wow. <laughs> Welcome
1: aboard. Leo. shut <laughs> up.
3: <laughs> That's canonical. <laughs> um, you guys speed back to the Houndstooth where it's parked on sec two. And uh, Ox, you've called ahead. She's got the ship warmed up. And she says, what's the hurry, Captain? Was something wrong?
4: Yeah, we just got a little bit of a race on our hands.
3: Okay, let's fly. Do you want to give Quincy his training wheels at this point?
4: Yeah, I think it's time. Woo!
3: I guess you've like rigged up some version of like the cradle he, or like his Bluetooth or something because on his ship he had like a whole physical setup.
1: Yeah, yeah. Functions well, not very aesthetic. Claire is not a designer.
2: Can I suggest that maybe because it's like makeshift and not designed from the ground up that there's like a little bit of latency? Quincy has a uh, four helm rating, Mm
3: -hmm. so I would say that because Clara's shit is like pretty makeshift, we're going to cut it to a three helm Mm -hmm. um, until such a time that we get like a more formal upgrade for him. Does that sound fair? Mm -hmm. When you take off, there's the sound of when you squeeze an empty water bottle and then it fills back up with air and crinkles times a thousand (laughs) that like massive crunch as though the planet itself is just like a squishy ball of plastic at this point. Yeah. um, uh, The sound of it expanding and the ship rockets low across the surface. The uh, place in sec two is only half an hour away. It's Mm -hmm. going from the center of the district towards the edge. And uh, as you're flying, I mean, There's low even mounds of trash, it's not like Baftoma Mm -hmm. has a ton of like crazy natural features to work with. So just flying across, you're just trying to stay low to stay as aerodynamic as possible, but otherwise it's a pretty straight shot. Until you see the Cobalt Syndicate scout ship on the horizon, Mm -hmm. which lets you know, Captain Silver, that you have come to the right place. You're cruising down uh, due east and you see it emerge from a couple of mounds of trash to the north and uh you can see that it has some uh cannons two small ones on either side of the bridge um and you can see some red light crackling around Mm -hmm. the base of them as it prepares to fire
4: so then i say to to quincy you want to take care of that for me i'll try and get closer
3: i'll do my level best captain um and clara you can roll for quincy because i don't want to and because i'm you you gave him these wings so he could fly
1: beautiful um three
3: yeah and you can't take stress or anything i'm not gonna get into quincy being traumatized six i think in the past like in the race the particle cannons were operated by november who did like a who did their best Um, but it was inexperienced and it was like shaky. And now it's a little bit impressive to see this military grade ship Mm -hmm. actually use its military grade weapons effectively. Quincy clicks some fucking heads. He doesn't actually go for the kill, but he just like shoots out both cannons super quick. Um, and the ship kind of wobbles a little bit and dips down back behind this mound of trash. But it definitely doesn't look like the body of the ship itself was hit and it's still up and uh, probably zooming back towards the site. You bank up north to follow it, Shayna. Um, Quincy says how was
4: that amazing thank you so much
3: yeah b- bank over here just go down uh, be careful do you guys have he reaches into his bag and he pulls out uh, a little hard plastic container and he starts shaking out some white pills and he says uh i don't know if you guys have yours on you or oh, like radio or radiation yeah.
4: Uh, thank you so much. No, we do not.
3: Should be good for about six hours, so don't uh, linger.
4: We'll be in and out.
3: Bottoms up. You take your anti-radiation pills and you touch down on another pile of plasticky trash um, about 150 feet away in an area that's clearly like a lot wetter like a trash swamp there is a half submerged old hegemony ship on its side the uh the bridge is completely submerged and like the one entrance would be the the kind of regular entrance door which is not super accessible without climbing on top of it it looks like it's been sealed shut the cobalt syndicate ship is nowhere to be seen uh since you kind of veered up this way and when you uh, open the door and step out onto the trash field of Baftoma, the place is uh, uncomfortably quiet. Dagan says, uh, "Anyone see where those guys went?"
1: Instead of Dagan coming, what if Clara can I roll hack to connect like Jeeves camera feed basically to the ship so he can tell us like what's where to go, but he can't interact?
3: Have we had this functionality happen already?
1: I don't think so. Uh, maybe I don't think Take so. Take a rig roll five.
3: You do your best. You have a uh, grainy footage of Dagan on the ship that um, when you step away for like more than uh, a few feet away, it's super laggy and like tends to cut out. He'll stay with you, but he will, you know, need time and like patience. It won't be like very seamless for him to communicate with you. Dagan guides you across this swampy, plasticky wasteland. The ooze is kind of like pooling up under your feet with each step. He's taking you away from known kind of trash quicksand pits, essentially boggy parts of this mire that could suck in unwary trash pickers and uh, leave them for dead. More than once you pass by a bundle of what you hope are not like someone's old clothes and gear just kind of littered here. It seems like this, uh, this site has been an object of desire for some time, and Starley does not want to go here herself. When you reach the, the kind of pool, this turgid brown pool that the ship is half submerged in, he says, uh, Well, I don't know, Can I
1: climb up. Let's go.
3: Do you want to just like wade through the water and just like clamber up? How are you getting onto the ship?
4: I do have something, which is a grappling hook.
3: Uh, yeah, I think I would give you an extra D on a scramble roll to get up the ship.
4: Nice, four.
3: Four? Shayna, you uh, reached into your belt and pull out your trusty grappling hook. The little like uh, it shoots out away and the cable clatters against something and locks into something on the top of the ship you uh, anchor it somehow. Don't know really how that works. Or maybe you just do the like full, like your boots are on the bottom of the ship and you're nah. just like rappelling upward. That's pretty cool. Um,
4: but it was the most dashing.
3: Yeah. Uh, and as you are clambering up the side of this ship, you uh, catch a little bit of, of fire. You feel something whiz behind your head, like a millimeter away. And then uh, a bullet pierces your arm um, you're gonna take a level two harm. You wanna resist it? I
4: would love to resist sure. it. We'll take
3: it down to level one. If you resist this. Prowess? This would be prowess.
4: Five.
3: So you're gonna take one stress. Mm-hmm. And you lower yourself awkwardly to like duck out of the, the worst of the shot. Uh-huh. Um, just becomes a bit of a scrape against the side of the ship. And the three of you on the ground, you can see some movement on the top of a mound of garbage where Cobalt Syndicate has placed a sniper mm-hmm. to keep you guys out of the ship. Shayna, you finish scrambling up to the top and you throw yourself behind the cover of the the whatever cooling system on this ship so you can't be in the sights of this guy anymore. And uh, you call down to the others, I guess, like, guy up here. Mm hmm.
2: Uh, Okay, I have a heavy blaster, uh, which I presume fires somewhat rapidly. I'd like to just try and do, like, suppressing fire type of deal if I know the general vicinity so other people can try and scale it in that time. I guess I would either say it's consort or scrap. Probably scrap. (laughs) Probably scrap. (laughs) If I had to guess. Or
3: scrap. Six. I think Leo drops to his knee and just, like, the elbows are locked and there's, like, a clean sweep of fire across the top of this hill. All right, get on the ship! As it's, like... Clara, in November, you start uh, scaling up Shayna's grappling hook. At the top, Shayna, you can see that, uh, as uh, Starly mentioned, the door of this hegemony ship is, like, welded shut. Mm-hmm. Um, are you doing anything while you're waiting for your friends up here? Do you have more gear?
4: I have spy gear. Okay. My favorite one.
3: You should have used your suction cups to just...
4: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I want to have the... The laser. The circle. We love the
3: diamond. circle cutty here at Honey Rounds. It's,
1: it's a diamond. It's just a diamond.
3: Every spy gear is one flawless diamond <laughs> that can cut through steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's like a little. Um, it looks almost like a vape pen, but you click it and it's like just the finest, most like high heat laser, mm-hmm. um, and you start working away on the door. Um, and by the time you have, you know, two thirds of the way through this, like it's pretty deep, solid, reinforced steel. Um, Clara and November have scrambled to the top with you. Uh, Leo, you're not at the bottom of the ship. Are you just going to try to like be your own kind of cover and get up or what's up?
2: Well, I assume that the objective is to like get in the ship, get whatever we need. Like we're not moving it. Right. Yeah. So I'll probably just stay outside because I mean, that's a consistent threat. And if we go inside, then it's like, oh, wow, I know where they're coming out. The only way that they so I'll just try and I guess I'm I'm stuck in a in a firefight right now or something of that sort.
3: And leaving your sometimes squishy crew without their three-scrap hero. Oh. Which is fun. The hole you've cut in the center of the door clangs and the door panel falls in into the very dark interior depths of this ship. Shayna, are you going to swing inside?
4: Yes, okay. please. I would like to swing.
3: You, you swing. Um, the inside of this ship is, of course, super dark and it's sideways. Um, so you... Fall for like a little bit before you can catch something and sort of lower yourself down, um, sort of rappelling down the main corridor of the hegemony ship. You come to a hallway, and uh, in one direction is the bridge, the front of the ship where it's sunken down into the water, and on the other end is the cargo bay which is more raised up out of the water. Which way do you want to go?
1: What's Dagan think? Likely that the cargo bay's cleaned out. if people been there already? Right. Bridge. It's a good point.
3: The angle is steeper, of course, down this corridor. And then um, after a while, you can feel, yeah, you take one more step and your foot just plunges into murky water. Um, It looks like maybe there could be something like light down there. Um, It it could be like a matter of just completely diving in and seeing what you can just by feel and by like headlamp alone. But the bridge is it looks like it's almost completely flooded. Who, do all of you want to go down into this um, death I'll trap? Go no, I'll yeah. go with you. Okay.
4: You can stay up <laughs> if you want.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll be the person who pulls you out of the
1: horrible trash juice. So we're like tying ourselves, basically? Yeah, okay. like Repelling down.
3: Shayna and Clara, you take deep breaths of slightly less disgusting air <laughs> before you rappel down into this pool of extremely disgusting water. The uh, lights on your suit kick in. Um, And you get a little bit of vision ahead of you as you try to sort of stream your way through this nasty, opaque, cloudy water. Uh, You can definitely make out the rough shape of the bridge chamber here. It looks like it's, yeah, I've completely into a couple of feet of really squelchy mud. Um, And it does look like it's almost completely untouched. You can see that there are some lockers up against one side Mm -hmm. and uh, at the main console, which of course is like completely fried and shattered at this point, um, you see what looks like there is like a pile of gear left. Um, Where do you want to explore? The lockers or the the front?
4: What do you want? Lockers? I'll take the front.
3: Okay, make steady rolls. Six!
4: Six. Can I make a bargain?
3: You want to get all the way down the bottom of the bridge? Yeah. Untie your rope.
4: Done. Shin! I love reckless jewelry. It's gone. Five.
3: Five. Okay. Clara, you start rifling through these lockers. It's hard to get the force underwater to wrench them open. Eventually, after a couple of heavy pulls, you manage to rip open one of the lockers and a look like a couple of bags of pretty decent weapons come tumbling out. Um, they're a little heavy. Of course, they're super waterlogged, but you grab the biggest one you can. You think you can definitely sell it for a little bit or hope Starly's pleased with it. Uh, you turn around and see Shayna untie herself and uh, start paddling out towards the very, very bottom of the sunken ship where the bridge uh, reaches its peak. Shayna, you get your hands on uh, what looks like the ship's like black box, all data, all comms, mm-hmm. a ton of hegemony info on here. It could be very useful to the right buyer. And uh, through the cracked open port of the bridge, this massive writhing black tentacle shoots through and wraps around your torso squeezing your ribs and dealing you a level one harm. Cool. Just called Hugged. Hugged. Uh-huh. What do you do?
4: I, I would like to hack at it with something sharp mm-hmm. to try and get free.
3: Do you have something sharp?
4: Um, spine tools.
3: He's my diamond. <laughs> uh, do you have anything?
4: I'll just get to
1: take a blaster and shoot at the uh, body.
3: Uh, make a scrap roll. Claire, are you doing anything?
1: I think Claire would go after. So but I don't wanna take the weapons down. I'm gonna untie myself, tie the weapons to the to my rope and pull it twice so that Jillian pulls it up.
3: And then and then uh, assist Shayna?
1: Yeah, I mean if I'm gonna free fall if I'm gonna help Shayna I gotta free fall anyway, so I might as well.
3: Do you have a blaster? You're just gonna go for this this guy?
1: Yeah, take cool. an assist. I'll take a stress.
4: Those are both ones.
1: For uh, real? She's dead, she's dead. Murdered by squid.
3: <laughs> murdered by squid. Murdered by squid.
0: This episode is called Squid Game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're dead, I'm sorry, you're dead. Level three
3: harm, are you gonna resist?
1: Yeah.
3: Okay, oops, you just stick down to two. It's
1: okay, so what we'll, we'll, will I resist with
4: prowess? Yeah. That's all okay. nice four dice. Six, that's a six. Yes. Uh,
3: so down to two. Yeah, down to two. This thing um, attempts to, as you like, try to pierce its its rubbery hide with your blaster. It pulls you out towards like the hole in the bridge, and like the sharp plexi is cutting at you. The water is starting to get in your mouth a little bit. You're like firing wildly. Dagan on the message is like, "There's a lot of water moving in the. Everything okay?
0: Uh." <laughs> I think everything's just gone to
2: shit. Actually,
3: uh, Leo, you can feel the like pool behind you like roiling and water is splashing at your boots as you're trying to keep an eye out for this cobalt syndicate guy.
2: Mm. Where's our ship again?
3: Uh, like 150 feet away. You can get onto OX. That's
2: what I was gonna say. Get on the OX. Go for OX. Bring the ship around. Uh, I don't know why, but something dicey's happening right now. Okay,
3: I'm coming. You, November, pull up this thing that is uh, shit. Not Clara. <laughs> duffel bag full of guns. <laughs>
1: Like Clara. (laughs) It's a (laughs)
3: Clara-esque.
1: It's (laughs) (laughs) Clara-shape.
3: Clara, down here, you're seeing Captain Silver getting, like, turned into sushi by sushi.
1: Yeah. Gosh,
4: is there something I can do that's not scrap?
3: Besides just killing it, I think I could buy more of, like, a scrambling, I just need to get out of its tentacle grip.
4: Yeah, yeah, I want to maybe uh, slither out of this grit. I'm actually better at scrap than I am at scramble though. So I think I'm just gonna shoot it again. Cause as much as the slither out, I, I am worse at scramble than Do you
3: want to take scrap. anything? Uh, gambit. I'm on your guy's side, you know, and I just threw in a, a light space squid for flavor. Yeah. Now I'm the bad guy. I got
0: a four. What, what's the,
3: what's the most meager shitty way you could still escape this squid on that barely a four.
4: I think it's the slither out. Yeah. There's no way I can get this
3: black box. Do no. you want to push
2: your luck? I was gonna say, you know, you're 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 you're, you're in good graces that you get to escape with your life what when if, you you're like, can I have the box? Though? I want the box.
1: <laughs> what if Clara went for the box while Shayna is struggling for her life?
4: Yeah. What if Clara does?
3: You're welcome to with a scramble. Five. Nice. Okay. Take a level one harm waterlogged. You just swallow a mouthful of shit water while you're trying to do this. You're running out of breath. Nice. Clara uh, plants her her feet against the tilted floor of this bridge and just shoots forward. When the black box flies out of your hand, she grabs it. Um, You can see her coughing and sputtering. And as soon as she's got it wrapped around you, she uh, just, like, starts kicking back up towards the top of the flooded bridge. Not the top, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The top of the water. And um, with her free hand, she just, like, tries to grab onto your shoulder, Shayna. And, like, obviously she can't pull you out of a squid's grip, but she wants to make some kind of effort. And um, it is helpful to know which way is up. Mm -hmm. I think you just... um, God, maybe, like with like your blaster or your hands just trying to pry this thing apart not enough to hurt it not enough to even bother it but enough to just slide the bottom half of your body out of its grasp and uh just like gasping your lungs burning you paddle towards the top of this disgusting pool of water november has a bag of guns a robot friend
0: and i think there's some like why the fuck did you untie yourselves
1: Clara's proud. Clara said, I got two for two, baby. All well, right, get the fuck out of there.
3: As you're climbing up the chute that this hallway has become on the ship, the squid starts banging its tentacle against the hull, and it's like throwing shit around. You are just like scrambling up towards the top, and when you reach that shaft of afternoon daylight on Bathyma from the cut-through door, you can see that... Oksana is really awkwardly like trying to keep the ship in a hover at the top of the of the down vessel. Quincy is trying to like get an eye on this sniper so he can maybe try to drop the cannons. And uh, yeah, you clamber aboard the Hounds tooth through the mm-hmm. open bay door from this down ship. Leo is attempting to shoot as he like sidles towards uh, Oksana, lowering the ship and getting on board this sunk ship. Just like groans heavily and you can hear this loud reverberating underwater impact and then it just completely topples, sinks further into the mud and after a few seconds you hear the glug as the hole you made starts filling up with water and uh, whatever treasure you claimed is yours because ain't nobody going down there anytime Mm -hmm. soon. In the cargo bay where you got kind of jumped onto, dripping mucky water Clara hacking up a lungful these like damp treasure chests just kind of tossed out by November um Dagan and uh Jeeves are just down there like what the fuck and Dagan looks at you Clara and says uh so this is your day job
1: yeah you don't want to see what I do after at my night job
3: Thank you for listening to episode eight of Houndstooth, the first in a three-part adventure that I really hope you'll enjoy. Uh, as always, you can find us at The Realms Cast on social media, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And we have a Patreon at patreon.com manyrealms realms, where we post behind the scenes peeks, bloopers, pieces of art, stuff like that. So feel free to check that out. We'll be back in, I think, about two weeks with part two of this adventure. Thanks again for listening. Take care.